This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Everybody, welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams. And, you know, over the past two weeks, we have given you so many stars from the AVN show. And you know what struck me, Glenn, this week is two things. One, that so many of these actresses at times get pigeonholed into a certain genre of entertainment that doesn't fit for them. And then... Secondarily, so many who are somewhat timid and maybe a little bit reclusive about how they are in their personal life, but when they get on the screen and get into scenes, they are just fierce in how they attack it. So it's kind of... uh... This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. You know, a very interesting dynamic there. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my partner in crime, Glenn King. Glenn. All right, Jim. So, yeah, I tell you, this is the third set of interviews from AVN. I had a blast out there just walking around and talking to all of the talents. And, um, you know, I I got some really interesting stuff. In this one, we talked to uh, Sarah J. Sarah is one of the all-time champions of our industry Brenna Sparks had some really interesting things to say about um, cryptocurrency and virtual reality. Uh, I spoke to Goddess Desire, who is really one of the top doms in the world. Uh, Leah Falcon, you know, Leah is outspoken, unfiltered, always somebody that's interesting to talk to. Sammy Six, whom I did not know before, but was very impressed with her and her beautiful long legs. Uh, Ariel Aquinas is a, you know, she's a little bit of everything, but, you know, she's a fetishist. I thought it was fascinating to get to talk to her about how she's shy in real life, but when she becomes a character or when she becomes Ariel Aquinas, she's a different person and she's able to express herself. And that's a big part of what we do in our industry is we, we do give people an outlet to to be, whether you're a customer, you know, watches porn or whether you're the porn star yourself – 
you get an outlet to to do things that were in your fantasies before that you may not have had an opportunity to do in real life or see in real life. So very exciting. Um, I got, I think, seven more interviews. So we're going to have one more episode after this of AVN interviews. But let's get right to it. Here's Sarah J. Hey, okay, Glenn King back with another hot interview, and this time it's one of the true legends of the industry. It's the great Sarah J, known for her big, beautiful, amazing ass. That too, yeah. Okay, but but you've been famous for different aspects: yeah, the big sure. boobs, the beautiful face, um, the intensity in your scenes, and so on. I do like to fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then you and I have never actually fucked, and I, I think, or maybe we sort of did at one point. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think we actually did it. Did it. So that's pretty rude yeah. on your part, um, but I think no, we'll no, fix no, it was that. your problem. Oh, it was your problem. I am yeah, the guy yeah. that books the no, seats. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to fuck. Like okay. I'm here. I'm trying to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We'll fix that this year. And you'll be like, no, less fucking, more touching, and, and more like you know things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Let me know when you're ready for fucking. We're gonna fix that okay, this cool. year. Um, <laughs> we almost did this week. I didn't even get to contact you, but something yeah. changed because because you had emailed in and said. I'm going to be there in Vegas. The, yeah. You know, I told somebody, okay, good. I'm booking Sarah J for the 22nd. And then something else happened that, yeah, well, but we're going to get pencil you. Pencil me in, babe. Yes, yes. Uh, dick you in is what yeah, we're going to oh, do. Yeah, that's you. All right. But not so, pencil dick. Right. Right. Nobody likes that. No. Um, all right. So along those lines, <laughs> you still see yourself in the business five years from now? Absolutely. I do. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I, I direct and produce now. I have my own production company, Wideside Productions, and I also manage talent. So that's where a lot of my focus and um, even though I'm focusing on that, the, the industry and the fans are still focusing on me, luckily. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm focusing on my company. They're focusing on me, so it all works out. Okay, so you're yeah. producing your own stuff now. Totally. How is that different than being in the scene? Man, it's fun. I really, um, actually really enjoy directing. Um Directing myself is a challenge, but I love directing other people. Yeah. Uh, to, to see a product go from the beginning stages with, like, a script or an idea all the way to the end and, and see the edited product, see it on a DVD, maybe even have box cover, you know? It's really nice to be able to watch and, and work that whole process from beginning point A to point Z, you know? Uh, would you consider yourself someone who's focusing more on the physical side of porn or the uh, mental side of porn mm. when you make your when you make your scenes? Uh, when I make my scenes, probably a little bit of both. I like them to be uh, visually stimulating. So a lot of the stuff that I do is interracial. Yeah. I really enjoy the difference in colors of skin contrast, personally. Yeah. And um, I like women that look really grown and mature and soft and attractive. Um, to me, that's like a more milfy, cougary type of a woman is, is uh, really important on camera. Yeah. And um, I think that the mentally, the woman needs to be very sexually aggressive. Yeah. Right? You like that too, right? I put you in uh, yeah. Glenn King's Maneaters or, yes, man -eaters. or When Porn Starts Attack. It was yeah, one of my two. It was Maneaters. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but I do. I like a woman that's like sexually aggressive. Not necessarily maybe to a fetish point, but to the point where she knows what she wants and she likes the sex that she's getting. There's yeah. no doubt in your mind when you see this woman having sex that she wants that dick or Absolutely. she wants that pussy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so it's both mentally and physically for me. Like physically, you need to make a visual 
product that stimulates people visually. But also, I feel like you need to make a product where it kind of like embraces sex positivity. Like, there's nobody being taken advantage of, nobody being hurt in this situation. Right. Nobody's feelings are hurt. You right. know, like everybody's on a like real positive note here, and they both want to fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, great stuff. I don't want to take you too much of your time, so just tell people one more time where they find you. You know you can find me at SarahJ.com, and my Twitter is SarahJJX, and Instagram, as of right now, is the underscore real underscore Sarah underscore J. As of right now, but of course it'll be deleted. Uh, uh, no, that one's not going to be deleted. That one's verified, so yeah. Okay, that's right. good to know. Right. All right, everybody, Sarah J. All right, peeps, Glenn King back with another hottie. This is also one of my favorites in the business. We've done a couple of great scenes <laughs> yes, with her. She's such an amazing brat dom. Um, <laughs> she's the great Brenna Sparks. And Brenna is multidimensional. She's not only an absolutely wonderful, successful, gorgeous porn performer, but she's one of the most knowledgeable people about cryptocurrency on planet Earth. <laughs> And, <laughs> no, and, and, and you, see, so Brenna and I had a discussion about four or five months ago about the volatility uh -huh. of, of um, oh, cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've never bought any cryptocurrency, uh -huh. but it's like we talked about. It was uh, like for me, it needs to stabilize, uh -huh. and that's what you said was that eventually it was going to find its its stable uh, or its place uh -huh. and sort of get tied to other currencies, so it'd be a little bit more predictable, and then it will be somewhat more accepted in the mainstream. Or am I wrong? Did I just make um, that up? No. Uh, right now I think adaption is one of its biggest flaws. I feel like they don't know how to cater to the normal person. Right. Cryptocurrency is very hard to understand. There's exchanges, there's coins, and there's like... There's like altcoins, and people mainly know like Bitcoin, and there's like, oh, well, there's this coin, and this coin is working on this project, and then it's just like people don't know how to even buy it, where to store it, and it's just right. like that's why I think that's one of its biggest flaws right now. But I do believe that it will help, you know, the adult industry and just everyday people. Oh yeah, because people ask me all the time, why don't you start taking it? And the reason they want it is because it's anonymous. Yeah, of course. There's also privacy coins too. I yeah. mean, it's already private. But but there's extra, you know, privacy and certain points like Monero or Bitcoin private, you know. So that's why, like, everyday people are like, oh, there's more private coins, <laughs> you know. So that's the problem. That's why it's a yeah. problem right now is like just educating just the everyday person about cryptocurrency. All right, let's talk porn. <clears throat> yeah. Let's talk porn. All right, what are you proudest of this year? That's what kind of scenes have you done? My Besides proudest. mine. Okay, the proudest would have to be. Yes. I got nominated for a VR scene and a girl girl scene. And the reason is because I had no idea that I was good at dirty talking. Yeah. And, I, and VR is a lot of uh, dirty talking. And I was surprised to get nominated. So I'm happy about that. Um, I've seen your VR scenes. I'm a huge really? VR fan. Really? Yes, I have an How Oculus Go. How come we haven't shot any? I have shot some, but the problem is, is that for me at least, it takes ten times as long to make one of those because of the editing, okay. and it doesn't actually make me more money than a normal scene. Okay. But I want to do more of that. I have a VR camera. If you ever want to make your own VR stuff using our camera, you can come by the studio you and we can... Is there like a lot of... I've noticed that there's not a lot of DOM in VR. Yeah. Is, did you realize that? I think I that do. would be a refreshing thing. Absolutely, and yeah. like you know, it's so it's so perfect for VR because what you can they do is like you put the camera on the ground mm -hmm. and you say, "Hey, you're laying down on the ground," and then the dom stands over you, mm -hmm. and 
I saw somebody as else. If they were there at the moment. You can do things that you wouldn't normally do. For example, yeah. I watched somebody else's um, uh, VRPing scene the other day. Oh, okay. nice. Now, I, don't... I, I, didn't, I didn't know that there was such a thing. It's, I mean, but obviously in foreign, there's so many things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So this is in Czechoslovakia. They make this. So there's, okay. it's not in English. Um, but I don't want anybody to pee on me in real life. <laughs> but... I sat there with the, you know, laying down on the bed with the VR headset and the girl lowering down and peeing in my face. And you like that? I did like it. I, I was like, no this idea. is very, this is very erotic. It was yeah. like really freaky, and I was kind of getting into it. Although I had to sort of imagine, <laughs> because that's my whole thing. That's like, wild. I have, like, I, I like sex on camera more than I like off camera uh -huh. because I like acting and role playing, and I can get into my role. Uh -huh. So when I got the the Oculus on, I and I've smoked a lot of weed, I can really feel like I'm the character. Uh -huh. So that brings us to your stuff. You have a lot of natural things that you do that the other girls don't in your VR scenes. Like, you sort of lean forward and your hair falls into the camera, uh -huh. and that makes you feel like you're there. Uh -huh. Or you lean in and whisper in the ear a little uh -huh. bit. Like and, ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's popular. I guess like the extra sound. To tell our viewers, what, our listeners, what ASMR stands for. Uh, I don't know what okay. it stands for. What I is ASMR? It. I just, I just, yeah. uh, I don't know what it stands for. I just, I just experimented it yes. with uh, toy unboxing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had a lot of fun with it because I and I didn't realize how many people like it. So I was just like doing it for fun. But getting back to VR, yeah. I think VR is the future of this business. Uh -huh. And so if you're emerging as one of the VR it's stars, it's new too. Yeah. So definitely, there's a lot. Room for VR, oh for yeah, sure. one of the cool things about VR is that if you go on um, Bedoink or Wanksy or um, Naughty and you look at their scenes from two years ago, they're nowhere near as good as the scenes from now. So they're, they're getting better and better and better. Yeah, this stuff. I mean, VR makes me a little sick. I feel like there's still a lot of room. Like, like live VR camming would be like even more. Like if you got into that now and then just like... Right. Well, Ella Darling was setting that up at one point, and she ran into some technology yeah. issues, and it's a little tough. But it's all in the tech, I would think. What we need to get to is so, like, right now, watching a VR scene is like watching a 3D movie, but you can't really walk around the subject. Uh -huh. um, but as technology improves, like, you'll be able to do it where you're like, okay, maybe one person enjoys looking at you from the front, uh -huh. but I would crawl behind you and look up at your butt from yeah, below. That would be kind of cool. And that's yeah, the, that we're gonna, be next level. That's next level. Which that's what we're going like, to get to. The tech, I, I can't even imagine what the tech would be like. Yeah. Okay, one last question for you before I ask about your social media and that stuff. So you are, um, I think you amaze people in that you look quiet and you look kind of, you know, submissive and everything. And I know you know how to play a sub and scenes. But you actually um, have, like, a lot of dialogue in you, and you're an amazing actress. Like, do you feel like people underestimate you, and are you starting to get the roles that really let you, like, you fly and spread your wings? Yeah, I mean, I just play what I get, what I get, what companies look me for. But um, I definitely like, I, I would say I'm definitely bratty in, yeah. life, in real life, you know. But I also like to switch up. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm very versatile. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. It's very fun, and that's what's awesome about sex. <laughs> I mean, we booked you for the first time, I think, just because you're beautiful and you're here in Las Vegas. Yeah. But then I was so pleasantly surprised to find that you have such a lot of um, such acting skills. Yeah, and I like to push. I like to push myself and try different things to see what, like, wow, I didn't realize like, I had that ability. 
You're a great Dom. If you want to see a scene of me and Brenna together, go to meanbusiness.com and you'll see she was the student who took over the school. And people love that scene. Yes. So just tell us all your social media and where people can go um, buy your stuff, like your OnlyFans and um, all stuff. You can find me on OnlyFans.com slash Brenna Sparks for my exclusive content and Brenna Sparks XXX on Twitter and official Brenna Sparks for Instagram. And Sex Panther, so people can text you. And how does that yes. work? Um, they'll get, like, a, a number that is registered through Sex Panther. And they can text me, like, their dick pics or if I want to rate their dick or just pictures or whatever. And I could give them a recipe or show my toes or sexy pictures. Nice. Whatever they want. It's beautiful. All right, go check her out one more time. Her Twitter is? Uh, Brenda Sparks XXX. There you go. Brenda Sparks, everybody. <laughs> Hey everybody, Glenn King back with another ABN interview. This one is a real coup. We've got somebody who is one of the elites of the world of uh, female domination. That's She's right. a goddess. You can't find her in Los Angeles. you got to go to her, basically, usually. But we did catch her... <laughs> At the porn convention I'm here. exclusive that way. Yeah, she's exclusive that way, and her name is Goddess Desire. That's right, because you all desire me. You do. So, um, Goddess Desire, you do not let the world tell you what to do. You produce your own content and yes. do it your own way. My own way, yes. So, what kind of stuff do you make? I do a lot of POV, white boy humiliation. My whole th my whole niche is um, the White Month Academy, yeah. where I get all of the white losers to always submit to me humiliate themselves for me because I, in my mind, know I'm a superior race and they need to understand their place at my feet. Why does um, race play turn me on so much? I don't know. We have to discover that together. Why does race play turn normal guys on so much then? Well, because I think they kind of feel bad about what happened and they want to pay yes. for their sins. <laughs> Do they? Okay. And I love it. Right. <laughs> Having a big black dick inside of a white boy's mouth makes my <laughs> nipples hard. That's not the part that turns me on. But I do think um, there are a lot Ask of people that are into that. And then, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but, you know, you get into stuff like cuckolding, for example. Oh, for sure. They love to see a big black dick or think about a big black dick being inserted inside of me yeah. because they know that their little white cops are inferior. So there's two types of the cuckolds that are into um, the BBC cuckolding. Mm -hmm. There is um, what I call, like, the Michael Jordan guy who just wants to admire a superior athlete in yeah. action, who just wants to watch happily while... A stallion stud type fucks his wife. Fucks his wife, yes. That's not the kind we like, though, really. What I we like, like the ones that spend the money. Okay. <laughs> we like the ones that want to be humiliated by having a guy that's just a better man than them. Bigger, more powerful, more stronger, powerful, bigger dick. Bigger dick, especially a bigger dick. Yeah. Because they Come look on. down at that little shrimp thing between their legs and, yeah. You shove them out of the way, take their woman, throw her down, and fuck her good. Make her wet. Something he would never do. Yeah. So if those are things you're into, you do want to go check out On Goddess Desire. On where Twitter. is the, um, where do they go? Let's talk about go where they find Twitter. you. on Twitter. Find me on Twitter. Ebony Desire 305. That's all my updates. I don't have a website because you lazy men don't fucking read. So I don't waste my money on websites anymore. Just go to Twitter. Follow me. It's always something interesting. And if I run into you in the streets and you have on a tie, I just may take it and tie you up with it. Because I go. am the tie bandit. She's the tie bandit. 
She does have a Clips for Sale store and an I Want Clips store. I guess I, I should say yes. because we're in the I Want Clips booth. It's an I Want Clips store. So yes. where do you, they just Google I Want Clips Goddess Desire. Goddess Desire, and you'll find all my humiliation clips. They're mostly POV, but this year, next month, I'm going to do more interactions with my slaves because now I have the time in my roster to do so. Oh. So it's a lot of yummy shit coming out. Wow, I can't wait to see this. Okay. One last question, because um, I think something that's amazing about you is your little Christmas thing that you do every year. Okay. Just tell people what you do every year on Christmas. Well, for Christmas, I play Mrs. Santa for a lot of um, struggling parents that can't afford to do things for their kids. I get their wish list, buy the things from their wish list, and surprise them a few days before Christmas. They don't know that it's coming. I dress up in my Mrs. Santa sexy costume, and my reindeers are with me, and we deliver it to them. Yeah, so she's the most philanthropic person in the business, and we're so proud of her. Is there like a charity website they can go to to get in on this, or no? Just follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm working on another nonprofit as well. So look forward to that. I'll give the information later for that. I also do back-to-school giveaways as well. So around August, look me up so you can donate some supplies for the kids. There you go, everybody. Goddess Desire. Go follow her on Twitter. Yes. All right, let's talk about our sponsor, BlueChew.com. So BlueChew.com has basically the world's first chewable pill that has the active ingredients that can be found in Viagra and Cialis. By being chewable, Blue Chew works a lot faster. And speed is important when it comes to erectile dysfunction, okay? Look, I'm a Blue Chew user. I use it on set, and it's absolutely crucial. There's money on the line for me to, to perform and have good erections. So I, I use Blue Chew. But think about yourself. If you're in the bedroom, you do not want to disappoint your girl. You don't want to see that look on her face as she patronizes you by saying, it's okay, babe, it happens to everybody. Well, it doesn't have to happen to everybody. Not if you use Blue Chew, so give it a try. Uh, and here's the great news, you can try it using my promo code, ADULT, just A-D-U-L-T. They will let you try it for free. That's right, that's free. All you gotta do is pay five bucks for shipping, but you're gonna get the first order of your pills for free, so why not? Give this a shot. Go to BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E, like the color blue, C-H-E-W, BlueChew.com, use promo code ADULT, give it a try, and then email us at letstalkadult at gmail.com. Let us know how it worked out for you. Okay, everybody, Glenn King back with another interview, and this time is not only one of the hottest girls in the business, but one of the most entertaining and interesting girls in the business, uh, and she is dressed in Harley Quinn outfit already with a complete makeup, looking sexy. <laughs> it's Leah Falcon. What up? First off, tell everybody where you got the name again. Okay, so way back in the day, rest in peace, Bill Margold, um... He kind of gave me an idea when I told him, I came to him and I was like, hey, my name, like, I want my name to be Leah. And he was, and I'm like, I don't know what my last name should be. And he was like, well, how about Falcon? Cause you're a Star Wars fan and your eyes always look like you're ready to attack someone. <laughs> so um, I went with that. And for those that don't know, Bill Margold is a very, very, was a very very um legendary older porn actor kind of a national treasure yeah in a sense. Like, i'm trying to think how to 
describe him, but what kind I found out Kind of like out, the uncle died. at the party who grabs you and then just starts talking to you, and at first you're like, I gotta get away from this guy, but then you realize it's actually pretty interesting because he has a lot of history. That's Bill Markle. Yeah, he ne- was never grabby at me, though. Like, Not he grabby, always, but yeah. But always he was, talky. Oh, yes, but I appreciated it. Every fucking little, little bit of advice he gave me, so... Yeah, had a lot yeah. to say that was interesting. It was sad when he's gone. Yes, God rest his soul. Yeah. Um, so what do you got going on? Are you, you're here, you have nominations, you got um, things that you're excited about? Uh, well, again, I'm nominated for Most Outrageous Scene. Last year I won for sticking the AVN award up my ass. So I said last year, if I win this AVN this year, next year, I'm going to do a DP with the AVNs. So I won. <laughs> so guess what the fuck I did? I stuck three oh, AVNs. No, two of them. Two. Two. One in the ass, one in the pussy. And that's what the fuck I did. And hopefully I win again because. So you've won the last two years in a row? No, just no, last year. I've been nominated the past. Let's see. Like five years for most outrageous, but I finally won last year. But the other person's AVM that I stuck in my ass was <laughs> Ivan's. Okay. Because um, when he won Best Web Director in yes. 2015, I think. Yes, I won the next year. Yes. And then I told Ivan at a party, I was like, I am taking your crown. You will have to fight me if you want it back. And then neither of us won the year after that. Adriano won it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like he won and I was like, can I please stick it on my ass? And he's like, no, no, <laughs> no. And then finally he's like, all right, look, we're doing this DVD called Viking Girls Gone Horny. And he's like, and I think it would be really cool if you're a Viking, whatever. And we go out to the dry bed lake and then you can stick your my avian up your ass. And I was like, thank you. So we did that. Very and kind of him, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. And we won. And he's just an amazing friend and a person to create shit with. When I saw you after the show last year, I have crying. never seen that kind of raw passion and intensity and happiness in any person ever. You really were surprised and, and you know, it really meant something to you when you won that yeah. award. Yeah. It, I the first like I've heard my name called out and I just dropped all my shit and I'm like I gotta call my mommy. Yeah. I'm like mommy, what I finally won. I got tears flowing down my fucking face and I'm just like oh my god I can't believe I finally actually won because last year I've been like six years in the business. Yeah. And I'm like this is what I've been working for and yeah. I was just so proud. My mommy's so proud and. Now I'm going to bring my mommy on the red carpet this uh, year. That's wonderful. So hopefully I win again this year so she can be there. I hope you win. I do remember seeing you and uh, like calming you down or something because you're like, where do I go? Where do I go? I don't even know where to get my award. And I'm like, I was like okay, hang on. I was Relax. so like, I, <laughs> I'm like, this is what I wanted since I was 14. Uh, so I was yeah. like, I finally got one. I know what it means. It, it, I honestly, because, you know, winning Best Web Director a couple years ago, it gave me, like, a, okay, I'm made. Like, I'm, now I know. Yeah. People, people um, have, rec- are starting to recognize what I've done is really what it is. Yeah. You, you, it's, you always tell yourself, oh, I know, I'm, I'm happy. I know what I'm doing. I only have to please myself. I don't have to please yeah. other people. But then when other people say, hey, I, I see you. 
I, I see what you're doing, and it's wonderful. And you get that reaffirmation. And I'm just like, special. this is what I do all that crazy shit for. Yeah. That's great. And, like, of all the awards that I care about, that's the one. Yeah. So to finally win that after being nominated so many times, I was like, oh, I'm not going to win. Like, whatever. And then they called me. I was like, <gasps> it was, yeah, one of the best moments of my life. All right, so what are you doing uh, in terms of producing your own stuff, your own content? You got an OnlyFans page, I believe? Yes. Um, I don't really do too much OnlyFans. I'm doing all my stuff mostly for LeiaFalcon.com okay. with Ivan. Mm-hmm. We just released Cuckadoodle-Doo. Cuckadoodle-Doo? Is that <laughs> yeah. a cuckold thing? Of course it is. Of course is. it is. Okay, great. <laughs> and then we've got Carjackers, which this scene with the DP with the AVNs is nominated from and the movie's also nominated i think for like three different categories this year and basically it's just like it it's kind of like an homage to old school hip-hop that's how it works done in a porn kind of way yeah and like i think him and i were both very proud of that like anything him and i work on together it's just like it's amazing yeah yeah, well, Ivan's an amazing director. He is, yeah, no and just about. like our, we we both got crazy brains. So it's like when he starts talking, and then I start putting in my ideas. He puts his, it's like both of our ideas are just like, and it's like poof, there it is. Right. Um, you're famous for interracial. Yes, I think that's safe to say here. <laughs> Very safe to say. Um, you've also been famous for controversial statements out there. You tend to be unfiltered, and that's probably yeah. a good thing. And sometimes people want to just lash out at people who say things without actually listening to what they're saying, or you know, sometimes they take people too seriously. Sometimes they don't think take people seriously enough. Um, what do you want to tell people about when they? read something about yours I think something you said I think people take my porn stuff way too seriously yeah like it's safe to say most of the content that is shot with me and Ivan is like has some sort of comedic value as well as shock value and artistic value um I mean of course when I shoot for other companies it's whatever the company wants but it just seems like people are like, oh, okay, I saw her do this, or I saw her say this, and they don't realize that this is what this person wanted me to say. That's right. Like, and I don't do anything without people consenting. Right. So, that's There's just, context. In other words, there's yes. context. You can't just take a Leia Falcon... <laughs> Statement that you pulled out of a, a, a scene in the middle of the scene yeah. without seeing the entire, and that's why even in obscenity laws, which are the worst laws in the world, it says in the law you have to watch the jury has to watch the entire video before yeah. judging whether something's obscene. Exactly. So, like, just I just think people are too quick to like snap and judge at me and like. In all reality, I'm a nice lady. Like, I do some, some crazy shit, but... Right. Like, I've even been told, like, I'm intimidating. A lot of male performers are scared of working with me. Yeah. And I'm just like... <laughs> but I'm really nice. I just have a lot of passion for what I do. You're wild and, you know, uninhibited and unfiltered. And that's, yeah, you know, but I'm not going to do anything that someone doesn't 
okay with. Well, that brings me to our last thing, which is the feud between you and me. We have a feud? Because you pantsed me. <laughs> I asked you. Oh, okay. I was like, can I take your pants out and smack your ass? You're like, only if you sit your ass on my face. Okay. And That's let me deal. sniff your ass. So That's I let you deal. sniff my ass. Yes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I took your pants on okay. and smacked your ass. But then afterwards, everyone's like, why did you do that? And I'm like... He's, he said, like, as long as I let him sniff my ass. Well, it does seem like a fair deal. I think I enjoyed yeah. it. I think I got the better end of the deal anyway. Um, so I don't know if we were really publicly feuding, but let's, we're putting it to rest right now here. I didn't know we actually had a feud, but... <laughs> I just go with it here let's, for the okay. okay, there's no feud. There's no longer any All feud. Up. We're shaking hands, people. So shaking there you go. hands. We're pinky swearing. Pinky swearing. That's good. But actually, um, we, uh, we, we don't have a feud, and we shot a great scene with Leah. Um, it was last year, not this... Sh- it was not... 2017 was 2016, like, yeah. I think. So with uh, get you back in with Pussy Man. I, it, it was Pussy Man's second to last scene that he ever shot. Um, he's really he's nearly 70, and we love him so much, and he's really one of the greatest of all time. But his health is just not accommodating him to go do more scenes. So well, I'm glad he, he told be, me that because I was gonna fucking put him in some clips and. Beat him, make him worship my princess ass. Uh, if you could get him to do it, I mean, yeah. Maybe he's just not up to the sort of the standards that we have of continuing to do his website and having to do full scenes. Yeah. But, I mean, clips might be a lot easier to do anyway. Yeah. So I hope you can get him to do it then. So, all right, everybody, one more time. Where can people find you? LeahFalcon.com or on Twitter, at LeahFalcon. Instagram, you got an Insta? Oh, yeah, at LeahFalcon. Great. All right, everybody, the great Leah Falcon. <laughs> All right, everybody, Glenn King back here with another interview. Now, this one is an absolutely stunning, beautiful, stunningly beautiful lady. Thank you. Whose legs are about 75% of her body. <laughs> and her name is Sammy Six. Sammy, what do you specialize in? Um, anal. All my, yeah, all anal. Okay. Yeah, one one regular. Oh, this is lesbian, but anal, lots of anal. Okay. <laughs> How did that happen? Like, was that your first scene? You got into the door. And Actually, you yeah. Like, hey, shove that in my ass. Yeah. Well, um, Burning Angel. Yeah. I had first shoot, and I did two anal scenes. Okay. That's my debut doing anal. Since then. <laughs> Everybody likes me doing anal. Okay. Yeah. How did you get into the industry in the first place? Joanna Angel and Burning Angel, I applied, and they wrote me, like, the next day. All right. So for our listeners out there, if somebody tells you they got into the industry with through Joanna Angel, mm-hmm. you can automatically assume she has lots of tattoos. Yes. <laughs> so let's take a look here. <laughs> you've got your, a sleeve covering your left arm. Yes. Your right arm, you've got some snowflakes. Back. Your back, it says, yes, realize, re- realize, real lives. Wait, it says, well, realize, tell me what it says. Realize, realize. Real lives, realize, realize. Okay, yeah. cool, very cool. Yeah. And I and got then, my leg. Yeah, leg tattoos, etc. Okay, what <laughs> tattoo has the most meaning for you? I assume every one of them has a story. Well, I don't know. The first one, I, this one's my first, and okay. it's for snowboarding. So I used to snowboard, uh, I was sponsored, and I'm from Colorado, so that's why I got it. And everybody always still compliments it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful cool. tattoo. Thank you. Hi. 
Do you feel like you? Do you feel like you, you're getting putting into a put into a box as a tattoo performer, or are you able to sort of break out of that and be known as an anal superstar or actress or whatever? I think um, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and I'm I'm actually focusing a lot more on on porn this year. So okay, I think a lot of the tattoo girls are getting integrated a lot better and. Being more normalized. Absolutely. Yeah. No, <laughs> Thanks I, to like Karma RX over there. That's stuff. I've shot Karma RX yeah. for scenes. She's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> What's the most exciting thing that's happened to you at the show this year so far? Anything? Oh God. The luggage get lost? No, it's been beautiful. I got to, I get to stay in a two story suite actually, so I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Why are you in a two story suite? Um, I'm signing for Elegant Angel, so ah, I, I got stuck in the suite for some reason. <laughs> It's good. Elegant distributes my DVDs. So yeah. I love Elegant. They're DVDs. the best. I They're love the best. Them. Yeah. All right. Tell everybody where to find you. Um, Sammy6, S-A-M-M-I-E-S-I-X on Twitter, and then Sammy6 twice on Instagram. No spaces. All right. There you go, everybody. Sammy6. All right, everybody. Glenn King back with us for another hot interview, and this time it's uh, it's Ariel Aquinas, although she calls herself Reverend Ariel Aquinas. I am. I am a legally ordained reverend and have been for... Oh my gosh, like over a decade. Really? Okay. Not to, not to age myself, but uh, yeah, when I when I turned 18, uh, I had some friends in high school who were in trouble, and I use that in quotes, and um, couldn't afford to have a regular wedding, but didn't want to go to a courthouse, and so I offered to get ordained so that I could do weddings for free for for my girlfriends and uh, so I've I've been the rev for forever ever since I was in high school that's that's who I've been and I so I never found a reason to change it because that's just who I am. Um, I've shot a number of scenes where the mistress forces the slave to marry her and right after of course he signed a prenup saying she gets everything oh yeah and then she turns around and divorces him five minutes later or whatever but um, that's the dream yeah so then the next time we do that what we're going to do is bring you in and marry them and then they'll find out legally they're married and that'll be really funny oh we'll my god that, that would be so yes I am I am all about this plan <laughs> I am so about this plan yeah there was a guy in the industry by the name of Jake Malone who, who passed away he was an evil angel director and he was like the freakiest man on earth and um, we did a scene where he married uh, uh, Nika Noir, she was a porn star back then, who's gorgeous. And, and then we had her kiss the bride, and she turns around and spreads her ass, and he had to kiss her butthole for the marriage. And it was, we got so much um, play off of that. It was like that little clip spread everywhere. But anyway, how did you get into business then? Uh, so, back a long time ago, I'm dating myself again. Um, And then I got around actors, and I couldn't stand them. It was all very fake, kind of phony people. Yeah. And so when I was a senior in high school is when kind of the all-porn revolution was starting. And it was all the, you know, kind of alternative, new pinup models, you know, were becoming a thing. And they really changed the way I felt about myself because 
because up until that point, you know, it was the early 2000s, and we were still kind of in the 90s model of you're only beautiful if you are very thin, if you have big boobs, and I was curvy, and I had little, you know, thank God that big butts are in now, but, but back then it was all about the big boobs, and I had really tiny boobs, and I, I, you know, I just never felt like I was attractive, and I was a goth girl, and nobody thought goth girls were attractive, and so my boyfriend at the time, my high school sweetheart, had a severe porn addiction, and it's I, a good thing. and I, you know, I was young, I didn't, he was my first boyfriend, I didn't understand why he would be with me and also need to look at porn, you yeah. know, I was like, why do you need to masturbate, I'm, I exist, you know, like, right. whatever, I am and, yeah, and so I, one day I got up my courage, and I'm like, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at this that he's looking at, I'm gonna see why they're so much better than me, and I looked, and it was one of these old porn websites, and I was like, oh my god, like, these girls aren't better than me, these girls are me, yeah. and they're, like, being portrayed as beautiful, and they're being paid, because people think that they're beautiful, and it totally changed my entire perspective of myself, my self-esteem, my self-confidence, everything changed overnight, and so I decided, well, I'm going to be a model, because I want to do that for other people, I want to give other women that experience, yeah. you know, because it, I mean, it changed my whole life, and... Um, so I started out doing that, and I knew I wanted to do fetish modeling because I was very, very into fetish. I was a professional dominatrix for many years. I did live fetish shows all around the country. Uh, opened up for uh, KMFDM, Angel Spit, Lords of Acid, Faderhead, like, all, you know, all, oh, wow. these, all these famous bands. And, you know, so I was always very deep in the fetish life, and so I, I knew I wanted to do fetish content. And... Um, but my big kind of start in porn was doing cosplay and parodies. Yeah. My very first DVD was My Little Porny Fucking Is Magic. <laughs> okay. And so I started doing doing parodies because it was very acting heavy. Yeah. And I, you know, like I said, I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I got started in it is I, because I was like, I'll never do a DVD unless I do a parody. And then somebody offered me a parody DVD, and I was like, well, I guess I do hardcore porn now. And I haven't looked back ever since. I just crave more and more. I want to always take things to the next level. I, you know, just kind of have an insatiable appetite to be creative. And to me, everything I produce is art. It doesn't matter how filthy it is. You know, how dirty, how nasty. To me, it's my creative endeavor. It's my acting. It's my art form. It's my soul on display. And, yeah, I mean, so it's not what people typically think of. Like, they want, everybody wants me to say, like, ooh, I love money, and I love to fuck, so I want to fuck for money. Like, no, I'm, I like to be creative. And I love acting, so I got a job acting in a place where I didn't have to be around actors because I hated actors. And people in the porn business are typically very, like, authentic, genuine people. And so, you know, I got kind of my... I got my cake and I was able to eat it, too. Do you like having sex better off-camera or on-camera? Oh, man, that's so hard for me to answer because I'm, I'm such a huge exhibitionist. Right. And so I... 
you know, that's why I did kind of live fetish shows and live sex shows for so long because having sex in front of an audience was so appealing. And even now, um, I teach classes with Danorama from King. Um, and I've taught classes for Kink, and we also have taught classes at conventions. I'm doing actually three classes next week at Sin in the City here in Las Vegas, uh, and they're live demos. So we are, you know, for example, if we teach rough sex, we're having rough sex in front of, in front of an audience, and we're kind of teaching by example, which is fun. So I, I definitely love having sex in front of an audience. But I also, I mean, of course I love having sex in person, and there's stuff, you know, that I do in person that I don't do on film. There's stuff I do on film that I don't necessarily do in person. So yeah. it's, But I have a theory, and just tell me this, if this doesn't, if I'm way off with you. Okay. People who like having sex on camera more than off are actors. Um, it's the people who feel more comfortable playing a role where they can dive into the character and then be uninhibited as the character and they can be more uninhibited as the character than they can as themselves. I No, I definitely think that that's true and that's part of what drove me to be a part of the cosplay community because I'm, I, I'm a very shy in person, I'm very socially awkward, but I would go to anime conventions and I would put on a costume and I wasn't awkward anymore because I wasn't right. me. Right. You know, or I would do these fetish shows and I, you know, would go to these events and I would be networking, you know, and, and working with these huge bands, but I was never nervous because I wasn't, I was my Ariel acquaintance, I was Ariel acquaintance. Yeah. And so, you know, that made me brave. And so, yeah, it's, there's definitely a big, there's definitely a big part of that in, in playing a different character and being able to let yourself go because it's not you. And I mean, like I said, there's stuff that I do in film that I don't do normally because there's stuff that like, if I know it's going to make it a great scene, I'm going to do it. Like my, uh, right. I don't typically like when people spit in my mouth, but I did a scene um, for Asylum where me and the other girl were becoming one person. Yeah. And so in the end of it, she spits come into my mouth and we and we kiss and it's very intimate and it's very beautiful. And so I you know, I'm not normally into girls spitting in my mouth or anyone spitting in, in my mouth especially come. But I knew that that moment would be so beautiful on film. Yeah, you do. That, that I, I know. Did I did it. a scene on Tuesday where the girl spit in my mouth a bunch of times, and I, I don't really like that, but I was in the character. Exactly. So I, I felt like it was I was adding to the scene, and my exactly. character would love that. As if I know it's going to elevate the scene, then I'm going to do it because I care about the end product. I want it to be the best that it can be because my I remember a drama teacher when I you know when I was uh, in school and I had you know coaching I, I you know I was on the speech and drama team and I was in the theater club and he said it doesn't matter how small your role is yep. give a hundred and ten percent in everything you do and so that's why like no matter what video I do if it's a small clip store or if it's a big major studio I'm always going to give my best performance every single time because that's how I was trained and that's what we need more of in this industry all right tell everybody where they can find you oh you can well, obviously, Ariel Aquinas. I know it's hard to spell. Uh, so it's all of my social media is at 
Rev Ariel. R E V A R I E L L E. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. That's my free Snapchat. And I know I'm shadow banned. I won't come up. Just look for me anyway. I'm on yeah, there. And then, you know, Google Ariel Aquinas. You can find all my videos. Uh, if you want my personal clip store, arielaquinas.minibits.com. OnlyFans? Uh, OnlyFans slash Rev Ariel. Sex Panther? Sex Panther slash Rev Ariel. Pretty much everything's Everything. Rev Ariel. Okay. I try to make it easy for everybody. Um, so, yeah, check me out. And if there's something you can't find, I always tell people, just Google Ariel Aquinas and then whatever you want. Ariel Aquinas feet, Ariel Aquinas gangbang. Google is your friend. You will find what you want. There you go, everybody. The great, the awesome, uh, Reverend Ariel Aquinas. Thank you, Glenn. Hey, thanks, Glenn. You know, if you're not yet one of the over 35,000 people who have subscribed to Let's Talk Adult, well, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we make it very simple. You can find us in the Apple Podcast Store. You can find us in the Google Play Store. You can find us in Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, on TuneIn, iHeart, as well as YouTube. And I'm going to let my man, Glenn, Glenn, tell us about Siri and Alexa, because we got some things here that makes it so simple to listen to the show. It is beyond belief. I'll turn it back to my man, Glenn, for some final closing thoughts and to tell us a little bit about our newest buddies, Siri and Alexa. Right, Jim. This is incredible. So we are now set up so that if you just tell your phone, hey, Siri, play the Let's Talk Adult podcast, it will start playing the Let's Talk Adult podcast. So very cool stuff there. Also, mine is set up so that if you tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the Let's Talk Adult podcast, then Alexa will do it. We're On mine, it's with TuneIn, but... That's we are so wired in. We're everywhere now. And I'll leave you with some final thoughts. My final thoughts are that I can't wait to put up next week's podcast. I've got more interviews for you that I did out at AVN. Let me tell you who we still got coming. We got Sierra Lynch. We got Jay Bang. We got uh, Jen from Talent Testing Services talking about how performers are tested. We've got... Daisy Ducati, if I didn't already put her on. I've got Naomi Starr, uh, Gia Vendetti. So lots of great people. Oh, Samantha Mack. Lots of people still coming. I'm excited. Can't wait to do it. So don't miss out. Tune in next week for part four of our AVN interview special. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives.
Participating locations only. Firehouse subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.